0: Join Edwin Frondozo on the Business Leadership Podcast every week for a unique program featuring insights and actionable items from the world's most successful business leaders. Hear firsthand the exclusive interviews
1: and
2: personal journeys on how today's transformational leaders made it to the top. Brian, welcome back to the Business Leadership Podcast. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fantastic, Edwin, and I'm excited to talk about the next executive that we interviewed for this project.
2: Well, I'm super excited to get into that. I can't believe we are about halfway through this mini-series, this exciting mini-series called The First Hundred Days. We had a couple of amazing executives already come through, including Wayne Berger, Susan Bowen, Dave Penny, and Andrew Wirtkin. So, Brian, who do we have today?
1: Today, we've got a great executive to talk about, leading one of the most innovative technology organizations out there. We have Denis Gaudreau. He's the country lead at Intel Canada. He's a French-Canadian, and he's the country manager not only for Canada, but the Latin America region. So earlier this year, he took part in this internal exchange program. He went to France, and a French executive named Erwan Monteau came to Canada. And of course, they swapped locations, and they're also trading their roles, too. So, Denny, he spent five months in Paris as Intel's enterprise and public sector director. Sounds pretty good, right? I like that. Yeah. And being in France gave him the chance to assess a different type of market. It's one where the European Union, of course, is a big focus. And the customer base there is a lot different from Canada. It's made up
2: of these large enterprise clients. So, let's just... Hear what Denny has to say about
0: that. What we did is uh, we swapped roles. So when I went over there, so uh, we had one guy over there, one who came over here in Canada. It was the Almost the first time we were doing that as an organization instead because typically we go somewhere where we cover for someone that's taking a couple of months off or like at Intel, we have something called the sabbatical coverage. So where um, people takes two or three months and we have someone replacing that person. So very often you come in completely a new role. You have to learn a new role. With my coverage over there was really a swap. So I came from what I'm doing here. I went to France doing exactly the same thing. For the French organization, what was interesting was having my view from the Canada and Latin American market, so also all the knowledge I have about... Or organization in the U.S. because we're so close to the mothership, right, to the headquarter so that they are not in Europe. So I was able to bring uh, super fast because I was not doing a different role, same role, but I was able to contribute more faster, helping people, helping people to develop themselves, helping the organizations with walking with the customers, the partners, whatever it was, because I didn't have to learn the role per se. So I was really able to, from day one, to contribute to the organizations, right? Mm-hmm. So that was the a uh, little bit the idea of the swap. So to bring different people with different backgrounds, different views, and be able to contribute to the organization. Because we all have our strengths, and you bring that strength with you. So Edwin,
1: Denny and Erwan, they knew this was going to happen five months in advance. So he had a lot of time to prepare for it, and he really took advantage of that. Denny treated this new challenge as if he were preparing for a full-time, permanent role. And that means that even before he started, he got a grasp on what I call the foundational preparation. He understood the organization's current mode the market it operates in, and then he focuses in on how he can make an
0: impact. The first thing is really you have to understand what is the context you're going to be in, right? So are you going there just to, like I say, I'm just swapping, everything is moving along, and just bringing my new point of view, or there's a realignment to do in the organizations, there's a turnaround, there's something going on, or I'm going there for a new project, high-profile project I need to drive. So you need to know the context and the scope of what you're going to be doing. So and after that, as you know, it's really looking at establish your credibility with the team because they don't know you right so they may have heard about you and stuff like that but they don't know you so what you're going to be doing to build that credibility and myself i always try to focus on uh people and business so not not collaboration not the organizations i really try to so super clear my communication good energy level and focus on what can i do short-term to help the people there, right? That will be a managing over there. And also from a business point of view. So is there a few things I can do quickly that show that I know what I'm going to be doing and things like that.
1: And on his first day in the office, Denny tried to hit the ground running.
0: Mm-hmm. He
1: was really prepared. And there are just some adjustments you can't make until you're in that moment.
0: So first I need to adjust from the accent (laughs) speaking French from Quebec and French from France. And also it was funny because uh, a lot of my career at Intel I did it, uh, I won't say remotely, but with a lot of people dispersed, right? What is here in, in Canada in Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal, so there's a lot of people I manage are not with me every day. Where in France, it's super centralized in Paris. So when I was doing a staff meeting or something, so everybody, like 30, 50 people in the same room and having discussion to me was, I would say in my 19 years was new at Intel to have that kind of environment. And, and, uh, uh, it was, it was also like any other, uh, coverage or Potsni or Neuro I took. So it's always like you're drinking from the fire hose, right? So like everything is coming from all over the place and it's hard for you to decide where you make your call, your decision, because you still don't have that framework, which I call in my mind like a go-no-go framework. So where, where are clearly my priorities, I know, like here I know what is important, what is not, and I can make a decision, even if I don't have all the information, maybe I just have 70% of the information I need. But with my gut and my experience, I know and this is. And we're not doing that, yes, we'll do that. I, I know where to put my time, over there, at first, you don't know, so you get involved in a lot of things that maybe you were not supposed to. So and turn out that yeah, okay. So after a while, you figure out. So yeah, that the first days always everybody comes to you and asking for stuff and and what is like going to see a customers speaking at an event, so meeting with the press or there's that that issue and that with that team, so it's coming from all over the place and it's hard to figure out okay where I should spend my time first.
1: When I was talking to Denis, I also asked him to explain a bit more about that trouble that he was having with his accent, working as a French-Canadian in Paris. Yeah, let's hear what he had to
0: say. So everybody was super nice with me, because at first a Parisian can be rude and stuff like that, so it's big city. So everybody, when they hear my accent, every uh, all over the place, at the office, customers, that was great. First thing, everybody was super nice with me. So the thing is... uh we speak super fast, right? So in like uh, French Canadian, so we, and we don't articulate as much as they articulate, so we are kind of have to slow down a little bit and, and articulate a bit more. So, but there was no, and there was no glitch really on the, uh, from a language, language point of view. So when I did, uh, so I did, I was worried at one point, like doing keynotes and events and stuff like that, but it was like, it went perfectly well. Everybody was super nice and it was like, basically opened all the doors. So, and I was surprised how many people I met that they've been to Canada or would like to go to Canada. So it was, uh, yeah, it was quite a lot of people. So they said, oh, I love your country. So I've been there. So yeah, it was great.
1: It's a reminder, Edwin, we're all human, and you can be the most experienced executive in the world, but when you're new in a new cultural setting, that always brings new challenges. Right. You just have to be willing to accept that there are some factors out of your control, and be patient. It's important, though, that executives meet as many people from the organization as possible, right as soon as they start. So in an organization like Intel, it's often too large to accomplish that. Yeah. So you have to think about your sphere of influence and who are the most important people to spend time with. Let's listen to how Denny approached this.
0: So I met with everyone, right, to really listen. Because the way I, I sit, like I said, direct report first, even before going. After that, try to meet with everyone. Again, if you have, you're getting an organization, there's 5,000 people in the country, you won't be meeting with everyone, right? So, but at the Paris office it was about 100 people. I was able to interact with pretty much everyone over the five months. So I'll look for, um, yeah, so direct report. So the people, uh, in, and the site. Depending on the size, and I will especially spend more time, I would say, with the people who have been with the organization super long, like what I call the historian of the organization, because they'll give me a lot of uh, good insight. Hey, back in the days and stuff like that, they give you a different perspective, and also the new people that just came up from a competitor, or partners there, or just out of school and stuff like that, right? That they have completely a uh, uh, different way to see things, so and it will help me. So I'll spend more time with those type or kind of people so in my one-on-one i would say when i talk with them instead of spending 30 minutes with them chatting what is the challenge you see why opportunity and stuff i'll spend an hour an hour and a half with those people that they bring me that fresh and context or historical point of view on the on the things
1: apparently intel has even developed a bit of a hack to help employees introduce themselves i love this yeah this was a really creative approach it saves time on that personal aspect of the conversation. It's like a shortcut.
0: One thing we use a lot at Intel is something we call a one pager. So if you want, I can show you an example, uh, later. So it's basically, it's a, we ask people to use that in every interaction they have with people they don't know inside the organization. So it's basically, uh, it's a one slide PowerPoint where I like you as a person. Again, it changed by, where you're from and you're from a cultural point of view, right? It's not everyone who is super open and stuff like that, but, and also show you as a person in pictures and in a little bit, just a few words and stuff like that. But it's more not, I, I did this role and that role. It's more, Hey, I'm, I'm from, I've been born and raised in that place. That place is like completely up north. I know my case in Quebec and, and I went to school there and there. I like to do this, this and that. I like the outdoor, I I like cycling, whatever it is, right? So, and really show you as a person and make the connection way faster. Because when you talk with people, say, you know what, I like outdoor too. So, we make a connection. So, that's something we use internally a lot. And over there, I use it in every interaction I have, first thing. And I was expecting the other person to come up with the same thing, right? Which was the case. So, and we make that connection super quick. So, after that, we, we talk more about the business or professional point of view instead of personal.
1: So to continue to learn about the organization as deeply as possible, Denny asked to be put in a position where he'd have to teach the business to others.
0: I asked the team, I say, if there's any other executive coming in town, or we have to do uh, like a quarterly business review, a country review for an event, stuff like that. I want to be the one who will be leading that review, not as was well presenting the review, like leading the the building of that review, right? All the documentation we need and everything. So okay, here's what's going on from an economic, political, social point of view in France. Here's Intel France from a business point of view, okay, market, blah 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 blah. So here's what we're going on and the different groups we have in the in the France. So I won't be the one who will be talking with all the different groups, leader in all the different groups. I so will. Because typically, I would be more presenting that content. Now I say, I want to be the one who is leading the creation of all that content. So, because that will, that win allow me to super, after one review, I knew everything. And the team like, oh my God, he's like here in three weeks and he can talk about how the government structure, how we do education in France. So how the key customer in HPC, because I, I talked with everybody because we had to put that review together, right? For, uh, our, our president of sales and marketing that was in France for a couple of days. So that, that was a lot of work, <laughs> but it was, uh, uh, clearly like after that, I, I want the respect from everyone because they wow, within a few weeks, he completely understand our business.
1: Edwin, I'd say that could be considered a quick win.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, this is like when I heard this, it's like just starting a new role, introducing everyone to the company. You're the host of the company.
1: Yeah. I like that way of thinking about it. And I think that's how Denny approached it. And from what he told me, it sounds like he built up huge credibility in the eyes of his peers and And he was able to do that without wasting any time. He put himself in a position though, where he also had to take a lot of meetings and he's creating a lot of content. Mm -hmm. So I think we can link that also to a challenge that he talked about. Sometimes when you go into a new job, it becomes too easy to take on too many things and get bogged down.
0: Probably uh, one of the mistake was, back to what I said a few minutes ago, Taking too much on my back or I say like be involved in too many things. So to, to absorb more information and when it's time to deliver what's expecting from you, what is, whatever is the commitment right? So and that was too much. So every time I do assignment like that, I end up like working way too much than what I was planning to, <laughs> I would say. So that was probably a mistake that I did again. So from that front. So from, I would say, uh, over commitment to myself first so and after that to uh, yeah I, I i i don't think i, I made any uh, mistake from uh, customer things like that point of view it was more over commitment from internal and putting too much load on myself so i run that so i think that was a uh, not enough time to enjoy paris i would say
1: and Edwin, you yep. told me that he was so busy, he didn't even have enough time to visit Monet's house and garden in Giverny. Oh my gosh. It's a real <laughs> shame because I visited there. I went to Paris last October and it is beautiful. But in the end, it didn't prevent Denis from accomplishing what he felt was important.
0: The quick win for me, one thing, like I say again, because my passion was uh, because I build and develop a lot of tools framework to help people to develop their career so and to me it was clear that it was a big mess so that people uh they had they had information stuff but it was not as structured uh, uh, as it should be so that was a quick one for me so and be able to at least i would say on one-on-one probably with around 50 people to be able to uh, whether they were manager or leader to show them how it should be done. So, and as far as developing their career, developing themselves, I would say personally and, and professionally and stuff like that. So that was like a, clearly a, a big highlight for me and a big win. So from the team, because when I, I, when I, I moved back, that was like pretty much all the uh, communication I have. Well, thank you so much for helping me for this, making things more clear in my head and what I should be doing. Because one thing that I find out is, uh, Quite often, people think about what they're gonna do in their career and stuff like that. But they really thing about the organizations, where uh, over the years, w- how I see it in my head and 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 really help, is you develop your career or what you should be improving for your gaps professionally. Basically, what you think you need for your career, right? So I I need that. I, I don't know about how to run a complex organization or I don't know about the retail business. I don't know about that skill specifically. So you, that's for your career, right? After that, you need to look what your organizations care about. So like uh, Intel, okay. You, we know the organization moving around IoT, 5G, artificial intelligence. So you need to build that skills, right? So you need to know about that market, what's going on and stuff. So that's a key thing. So if you want to evolve your career in, in the organization, but at the same time, I always say to people, you need to look at what the market in the next few years will what will be valued by the market in the next few years so basically when you build yourself what you need to improve skills experience and stuff like that knowledge it's what you need for your career the organization need or your team and also what's valued by the market
1: now when i was interviewing Denis, it was just after he got back from paris maybe he'd been back a week and a half mm-hmm. so he's back in his role in canada And he's going to be importing some of those fine French processes to use here. What's wonderful about being an experienced executive is that in many organizations, you can take what you've learned elsewhere and bring it into the best practices of your new organization.
2: I really hope he brings in that quick hack of the one pagers here in in Intel Canada.
1: Yeah, I think he has. And let's hear what else he plans to bring in.
0: We had a, a, a Canada call with uh, everybody in the team here and stuff like that, and share a few things with them. And we're already uh, transforming few things so, so that, that they were doing that and what that and that we need to do here, right? So and yeah, so I already uh, planning and implementing some stuff I learned from from there, right? So how the uh, few things like how the how the promote themselves internally as a country versus how we were doing it. So because as a big organization, there's internal selling that you have to do, right, to get your fair share of resource and stuff like that. That was different how they were doing. Also, uh, organization development, I would say, not from an individual point of view, more as a team and organizations. They were doing a few things that we were not really doing here, so that I want to implement here, so that I learn from there. Also, there's a different market that they were addressing, that we were not addressing or addressing in a different way that we were. So that we, uh, like over there, they're super strong on healthcare. We don't really touch healthcare here. So, and and I, I think the way they are addressing that market, there's maybe a, a potential for us to address that market in the way they are doing over there. So, the, yeah, there was a little bit of everything everywhere.
1: So, Denis shared his framework with me. I thought it was really impressive It groups everything you need to know about leadership. It's so extensive, it links every aspect of an organization together in just one page. And with an understanding like that, you know that Denis has a clear vision of what he wants to achieve for Intel. But being able to measure the right things and then link that back to the big picture can be a lot of work for an executive in an organization of this size. So that's what we hear reflected in Denis' advice to other executives.
0: I will tell him to have a lot of sleep before he start <laughs> because he's going to work a lot and be ready to uh like I say drink from the fire hose it will come from all over the place and don't uh, don't take it personally because at one point you get so much involved right so it's almost get you take it personally like you want things to work and stuff like that so you, you need to keep a, a little bit outside of it but you really has to build a plan right so that's like to me that's number one thing right you need to know because you can have so much distractions at least if you don't make your mind on what you should be doing and what are the things and you follow that maybe you're wrong but at 60%, but at least you'll be doing the right thing 60% of the time instead of like being tear apart and doing tons of stuff that at the end you wake up after three months. And say, you know what? I didn't do much because I did everything, but everything half of it, right? So yeah, go with a plan, get input on that plan for sure, right? So like, like the, the diagnostic, like uh, at least from the first 30 months, uh, 30 days. And after that, stick with that as much as you can and understand that at the end of the day, uh, you cannot do everything, right? So, and, and go with that.
2: That interview was great, Brian. I learned so much in the sense of some of the practices that Intel is actually doing with this as it's growing their leadership, their executives, by having this global organization, swapping roles, and taking the best practices from region to region.
1: It's extremely mature as an approach. I think many people in their careers, when they're looking at their career goals, they might see executive as the top outcome that they could achieve. But in reality, the best organizations in the world know that you can develop executives a lot more, even once they're leading a whole region. And that's what Intel is doing here.
2: Well, that's it for today's session on the first 100 days with Denny Goudreau. Brian, where could we find more information about your study? And maybe who else is coming up? Great. Well,
1: you can check out infotech.com slash first100. That first, all lowercase, 100, as in the number 100. And there you'll find all the content and resources that Infotech Research Group has to offer. And you can reach out and, of course, inquire about the service that I've just launched here at Infotech.
2: Well, that's super exciting. And Brian, i definitely put the links to infotech.com slash first100 on the episode website. But if you are liking what you're hearing, please let us know. Reach out to Brian and myself, hit us up on social media, Twitter, LinkedIn, would be happy to hear your thoughts, your comments, and everything that's going on. But until our next couple, which will include Aaron Burry, the new CEO at Willful, Eric Wright, the CEO at LexisNexis, and Alan Fong the CTO at DealerFX. So be sure to check us here on the same bat channel in the same bat time. Until next time, Brian and Edwin signing off. Thank
0: you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast at thebusinessleadership.com.